Well, happy new year, and gee, wasn't it a happy start to the new year yesterday in Tasmania? A great game between the Breakers and the Jack Jumpers. New Zealand stretching together their fourth win in a row. A big story out of Southeast Melbourne and Brisbane with uh, a star player avoiding suspension and maybe the most confusing team in NBL history. That's all coming up on NBL Now. Great to have you with us. It's the 2nd of January as the clock ticks over and the calendar ticks over into 2024. Joel Peterson and Damon Lowry with you. Happy New Year, Damon. JP, Happy New Year, man. We we made it. We made it to another year, the Kobe year. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's a, it's a, that's a fitting little tribute. Uh, we always start these Tuesday shows off with our weekend winner, Damon, and the Illawarra Hawks are on a three-game weekend winner streak. Have they made it for New Zealand Breakers style? No. No, they haven't. And the only reason they haven't, Joel, is because they played against the Adelaide 36ers. And Adelaide are currently impersonating an NBL team. So my weekend winner is the consistently confusing Cairns Taipans, who knocked off the latter leader, Melbourne United, in, in quite convincing fashion, if you ask me. So a 19-point loss to Sydney for Cairns and a 17-point win over Mel. Are they the most confusing team that you've seen in the NBL? Yes, absolutely. You just can't get a read on them. And I know that 40, you know, has this kind of narrative about I have a young team, and, you know, we, it's this and it's that. You know what? You ain't going to get no older, man, as the season goes on. Your team is the age that they are. You guys just can't bring that consistent fight, that consistent energy. But I tell you, though, Joel, when they do, it is glorious. And in Melbourne United, they make a living off beating you up in the backcourt. But guess who they can't beat up? They can't beat up Patrick Miller. Patrick Miller is the backcourt bully. And Sajir McCall, his best mate, he ain't getting bullied neither. So that's where this, this game is won. Styles make fights. I say it all the time. And Melbourne United strength does not work on the Cairns type ends. I reckon the Incredible Hulk could have some trouble with Pat Miller just quietly. He is, uh, he is a little beast, that man. Uh, we were on the call yesterday, Damon. Uh, Tasmania hosting New Zealand. A big game, some sort of ramifications for both of these teams. It was a chance to jump, jump into the top two for Tassie, but New Zealand extended their winning streak to 498-93. It was a, a great contest and another big result for the Breakers. An absolute exhilarating game. There's not enough adjectives to describe the New Zealand Breakers. I mean, what Modi Mayor has done, he is the he is the admiral of adversity. Trying to trying to steal one of yours, Joe. One of yours. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> this team has gone through so much turmoil and chaos. None self-inflicted, by the way, just sheer bad luck. But the way Modi can navigate those choppy waters, man. And this team comes out and just plays. And every now and then, Modi got to grab him like this and give him a little bit of this, smack him, you know, just to fire him up a little bit. But they respond. All those dudes are prepared to be coached. And Modi goes out of his way and he just coaches like his life depends on it every single game. So he's getting the most out of that group. And they still missing Finn Delaney. And Will McDowell White still isn't quite a hundred percent, and Zylan Cheatham still isn't quite game fit. 
This team is highly dangerous, and I got them in my in my top six and possibly higher. So that's that's the next question. They're in the top six now. Do they stay there? They move up. I can't see how they don't possibly top four because Sydney got the wobbly boots. Like I got no trust in the Sydney Kings. Perth, Melbourne United. Oh, then again, you got Tassie that's looking kind of wobbly too. I think New Zealand would definitely get that top four spot. Yeah, so on the Jack Jumpers, um, they, they got out. They were leading 20 to 8 at one stage in that opening term. They got dragged back. We know they didn't have Will Magnane. We know Majuk Deng's out for an extended period with an ankle injury. But um, they're now 4 and 5 in Tasmania this season. Uh, Crawford and Doyle were well below their best yesterday. And Jordan, Jordan Crawford's going through a bit of a, a shooting slump. Are you, are you worried about the Jack Jumpers? They are compromised. This, the spirit of the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. You see what I did there, Joe? Spirit yep. of Tasmania. It's good. <laughs> the spirit of the Jack Jumpers will always be there because Scott Roth is always going to be there. But they're compromised in, in depth. Majuk Ding and Will Magnate. Now, according to Scott Roth, Will Magnate should be okay, which is great news. But Milton Doyle has been off the boil for quite a while. And Jordan Crawford, look, we've all been through those games. I'm not worried about Jordan Crawford. I mean, it happens to the best of them. But that they're supposed to be defending the island. People are coming to the island running roughshod. So they got to put a stop to that. Can they do it? Time will tell. A little, an interesting little stretch coming up for uh, for Scott Roth's team. That is for sure. Uh, Saturday night, we saw Southeast Melbourne take on Brisbane, heading up to the Bullets place at Nissan Arena, and that was a, a close game for the most part. It wasn't the prettiest game of all time. Nathan Sobey with another 35 just continues a, a good little scoring stretch for him. But the real story out of it was the Gary Brown incident, giving Aaron Baines a big old whack to the midriff. Uh, no suspension for him, so it was a one-game suspension assessed by the uh, game review panel uh, that was downgraded to a $1,550 fine with an early guilty plea. Was that enough, Damon? No, that that decision is the definition of comedy. The game review panel, you guys can no longer be taken seriously. I'm sorry. GRP now stands for get real, please. You can't just wind up and punch a guy. Now, this is a fight. This is a proper fight, which Gary is obviously out of his weight class. But I'm thinking the fight is fixed because there's no way that Aaron Baines goes down like that. Yeah, Baines should have got a flop warning <laughs> and Gary Brown should should have been ejected the first time he hauled off and punched somebody. The first time. But they get they let him off then and now they're letting him off again. And you know, Joe, how I feel about me, amigo. But you are a basketball player. You're not Felix Trinidad. <laughs> you're not Miguel Cotto. And you're not Hector Macho Camacho. Three Puerto Rican boxers, Joe. The, the, so, the knowledge they, of Puerto Rican boxing surprised me, Damon. <laughs> yeah, now nah, Gary got away. Gary got away with it that time. So, um, yeah, they need to go and have a hard look at themselves, the GRP, because he does have a, a prior in this uh, in this sort of realm with uh, an incident with T. Smith Milner earlier in the season. So that was probably the surprising part of where that landed. Um, Brisbane squeezed a win out among all of that. Uh, are they still in the hunt for you, Damon? Second last on the table. They've got some ground to make up. Negative. No, they are not. 
Brisbane Bullets, for all your effort and for everything you guys are trying to put together there, Justin Schuler, like I said, has put together a respectable franchise. Fantastic, because there's another franchise in this league that's not respectable right now. Um, but as far as making the six, you guys, you don't have enough. Um, your imports are not giving you enough points, not enough productivity. Shannon Scott did have a great game, I thought, from a point guard perspective. Seven assists to zero turnovers, which is more of what he kind of used to do in Cairns early in the season. He would go stretches without having many turnovers. But the Bullets need points. And the only points they're getting is from Sobey, who's back to playing MVP form, long as he stays on the court over 33-plus minutes. Josh Bannon is fairly consistent. But after those two, Joe, they don't have enough points. And you're not winning in this league scoring 80 points a game. It, it's been the, the struggle for them. Their defense has been okay. And it's interesting, Southeast Melbourne's in a, kind of a similar position in the sense that they just don't look like a team that that can score on a consistent basis. We've seen them do it once or twice, but, uh, but consistently over the stretch of the season, that's going to be the challenge for them too. And that's what it's about. Anybody... Look, how many times have we said it? One hot day don't make a summer. The Phoenix get all get all feisty when they get a good win, and then have a have a little bit of a you know start chirping a little bit, and then turn around and you know and get it and take an L. So string something together before you start yapping. And I feel like the Phoenix, they are, adversity comes for everybody. Oh, adversity, Joe. She's moody. She's got an attitude problem, adversity. And when it shows up on your doorstep, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, now we find out your true character. Now, they're compromised. Nader, he's, you know, ain't played in a couple years, shows some glimpses, but you fall out of games. Is that to be expected? I think you should never fall out of a game myself. Then you got Sauce, who hopefully his injury isn't too bad, but to his credit, he battled through, and he's a warrior. But... You're not, you know, there's not enough points there. Mitch Creek comes back after missing three games and you get 11. Is that an, is it an excuse to get 11 points because you missed three games? Some people might say it is. I say no, it's not enough. You're not going to win. So right now the Phoenix are sliding down that out of that six and I don't have them making it when it comes to real time. So who who slides in for you then, Damon? Uh, if you've got so at the moment the bottom end of that top four, so Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Tassie in the top four, all ten wins or better. Southeast Melbourne nine and ten, New Zealand eight and nine, they're fifth and sixth. Cairns nine and eleven, Illawarra is seven and nine, but they've only played sixteen games. And if you've drawn a line under Brisbane as they can't make it, then it's got to be one of Cairns and Illawarra. Is it the Hawks? Wow, man. Illawarra Hawks and Cairns type fans, who can be trusted the most right now? And they, and they play each other coming up. I'm leaning towards the Hawks, and that's not biased. No bias in that. I'm saying this team has more collective buy-in than I feel everybody in the league right now. Now, they might have the occasional slip-up. We'll, we will see, but it's between those two. New Zealand breakers are going to be in that six, like I said, possibly the four. So the Hawks and Cairns game is huge. Yeah, Hawks are two wins behind Cairns, but they've got four games in hand. That's the, the big strength that they've got over the, the back end of this season. Uh, we tick into round 14 on Thursday. Best day of the year, if you ask me, the 4th of January, Damon. Sydney taking on the Mel uh, Melbourne United. This is in Sydney. Uh, United coming off a loss. The Kings coming off a big win. Always a blockbuster when these two get together. 
Yeah, we got to go back to the last time they played. Sydney Kings was dragging them through the mud in the first half. And then United turned it around because the Kings defense turned into a sieve. Now, fast forward a few rounds. This is now Melbourne United away from the Coliseum that is John Kane Arena. Now we got to see, Joel, how the Melbourne United respond to living out of a suitcase Eating that hotel food, going from airport to airport. Can Chris Golding be a gladiator in opposing coliseums? Let's find out. Because right now, they've been on the road one time, had a nice little eight-day, seven to eight-day break, came out, laid an egg in cans. So we're going to see, and I'm going to quietly tip the Sydney Kings, even though I still don't fully trust the Kings. I just think at Kudos Bank Arena, Given the fact the way they lost the last time to United, they want to make amends. I want to give the slight edge to the Kings. Okay, that, uh, that's, that's a nice little way to kick off our forecasting of uh, of round 14. Damon, a fine start to 2024 from you. Thanks for your time. We'll look forward to chatting to you soon. Always. Damon Lowry there. Of course, all the NBL news that you need on the NBL app or nbl.com.au. NBL now will be back tomorrow morning.